What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Worst Take Podcast. We're here. We got McConnell. We got Matt. We've got a great episode. Hopefully an episode we'll be able to do again in the future when more pro sports awards start coming out because the NBA was like, we're going to give out our all bubble teams, our bubble MVP, our bubble coach of the bubble, whatever they want to call them. It doesn't really matter. We've got our better awards. Well, actually, I'll say worse awards. You don't want to win these. Uh, these are the worst take awards, and we figured that would be the best way to give uh, unfortunate awards to deserving players and teams. So I'll give a quick rundown of what the awards are, then we'll get right into it. So first off, we've got the biggest letdown award. Pretty self-explanatory, but given to the team, player, or moment with the biggest letdown for either fans or the players. Then there's the too much hype award given to the player, team, or moment that fans too that fans put way too much hype into and pretty much end up overrating way too much. Then, of course, is the What the Fuck Award given to the player or team with the biggest WTF moment from the bubble. And finally is, in my opinion, the best award to win because at least it's kind of out of your control, and that's the Bad Luck Award given to the player or team with the worst luck in the bubble. But at the same time, you could say this is the worst award to win because... It's just luck. There's nothing you can control. Now, right before we actually get into the awards, I do want to give a shout out to Thrive Fantasy, who we have partnered up with. Thrive Fantasy is a combination between daily fantasy and prop betting. So what it is, is if you're a fan of pretty much any sport, including esports. So if you're an esport fan, you can definitely check it out. But we're an NFL, NBA podcast, NBA playoffs coming up. And what it is, is they give you 10 player props. And then you pick five of those player props and they give a different point value and then you're able to win tournaments, win some cash money and win and it's really a lot of fun. It's great player props, so it's a great combination between just overall daily fantasy and then the props betting because Matt and I Matt and I are both big fantasy football fans and we're also big props betting fans. So it's a great combination and then once the NFL gets back, that'll also they will have 20 player props and you just build out of 10 but the NBA is going on right now and it's 10. You get to pick five, a lot of fun. And right now, if you use code WTN and you put in $20 or more, you'll get $20 bonus added into your account. So make sure to use code WTN when you sign up. And then when you put in the money, then you'll get that code. And if you're on Android, it may not have a promo code option. So you can just do it, sign up for your account online and you'll get the $20 added into your account. So that's just 20 free bucks right there. You can win You can win a lot of money with that 20 free bucks. So go sign up for Thrive Fantasy right now. Go check it out, a lot of fun. And Matt, do you have anything else to add? Because I know you're a big fan, so. Um, I would just wanna say it, it's, it's a really fun thing to use just cause it's exciting because then like a whole bunch of your day depends on whether or not this player plays good or plays bad. So you're rooting against like some guys and then rooting for other guys. So it's pretty cool. Um, and when you do it, make sure you do it when you sign up. So it's not when you pay, it's not like when you check out, when you sign up, put the code in. And then if you put in $20, then it'll get added to your account. So definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, let's get, let's get into the topics though. The biggest letdown award, Matt, I'm going to let you start off with the biggest letdown from the bubble. Yeah. So I have two teams getting this award. One of them being the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously, they were very hyped heading into the bubble, and, well, it was not pretty for them. They went 2-6, and and they were the 
ended up being the worst team that was playing in the Western Conference at the end of the day. So they finished third to last in the Western Conference, and a lot of people really thought they were going to make a playoff run. Um, and, of course, that was because Zion Williamson is on the team, and everyone wanted to see that Zion-LeBron matchup, but it just really did not happen. And I think for... I mean, we talked about it. We didn't think that they were going to go very far. We thought it was... I think yeah. the two teams that we had lowest... It might have been the Suns, actually, but we'll get into them later. But the team that like we were like very... like They're being way too hyped up was the Pelicans. Um and it was obvious why. I mean, I, I said, like, they have Zion, and the Zion-LeBron matchup, it would have been sweet, but at the end of the day, they were a very big letdown. Um, the other team that I have for this award was the Memphis Grizzlies, and they, yes, they're playing in the play-in game tomorrow, or you'll probably listen to that today, um, because we're recording this Friday night, so Saturday morning, I think 11.30 is the the first play-in game. Yes. And I expect that the Blazers will easily beat the, the, the Grizzlies in the first game, and if not, then they'll beat them in the second game. But they had such a, a big lead on everyone, and they should have been in that eight spot at the end of the day, and they're not. Um, they are They're only a little bit behind they are a half game behind portland but still they had such a like an advantage heading in that they shouldn't have lost that spot and so if, and and of course no one really expects them to beat portland in the plan game and make the eighth seed so those two teams are my, the biggest letdowns in my book yeah i like the memphis pick um i totally agree with you that that they should have ended up getting that that eight spot because they did have that lead and i talked about it before we even before the awards, before the bubble started, the Grizzlies got screwed because they should have had that just eight spot. There really shouldn't have been a playing game, but whatever. Can't change the past. And my my biggest letdown has to go to, you kind of brought it up in the Pelicans, but it's more the the lack of Zion because I think that's what just really hurt the Pelicans is they they were playing Zion about 15 minutes a game to start off. He got up to around 25. But come on, you're you were trying to save JJ Reddick's legacy, <laughs> and you're and you're just going to disgrace this legend with not playing Zion Williamson. I mean, that's just it was just unfortunate. And I I didn't expect whatsoever that the Pelicans would make the playing game. I I was pretty upfront about that. But at the same time, I didn't think they'd be this bad. Um, they struggled heavily against bad teams and even worse against the good teams. So it just was never really pretty. And Zion, yes, he was efficient when he played, but they played him in these stupid bubble bursts that I like to call them because it's like he'll come out and he plays three minutes and then you take him out and it just ruins the flow of the game for the Pelicans, even though he'll put up seven points or something like that in those three minutes. It'll be like, oh, wow, he gave him that spurt. And then he leaves the court and it's like, oh, no. They lost that lead that they just got with Zion, and they're down 10 now when he comes back in. So that was really unfortunate. And I do have an honorable mention to give this to, and it's the Lakers, just because they didn't play well at all. But the reason why they didn't win the award was because they didn't have to. It was it was pretty much a guarantee unless they went 0-8, and, and I think the Clippers would have had to go like 6-2 and or 7-1 and 
or maybe even an eight no to get that one spot. So it was it was pretty guaranteed, pretty the much Clippers. a guarantee. They they could have technically won the one spot. Yes, oh, if they I had they were go- two behind from the jump. No, they technically could have won it. The Lakers, I don't believe they. I believe like after they beat or after they lost to Toronto, they had already cleaned it up. So it was like it, the games didn't matter for the Lakers. That's why I didn't put them in the biggest letdown, even though they were a letdown. I mean, LeBron struggled for most of the time. They couldn't shoot. Anthony Davis struggled a lot at times, but come on, it didn't matter for them. So it, it's not that much of a letdown when you get the one seed. So they. Lakers honorable mention, but Matt, I'm totally in agreement. The the Pelicans, and we were both not even high on the Pelicans, and they still let us down. I mean, that's just that's really bad. You don't want to see that. You yeah. don't want to let down Matt McConaughey. That's that should be your number one priority for every, yeah for every yeah. season, full season or not. Yeah, you know if you're if you're an athlete and you know you put up your season goals on like a bulletin board, you put it on your wall. <laughs> At the top of that list, better be don't. Don't let down Matt McConaughey because uh, it's very important that you don't do that. Now the next the next award right here, I'll go first. Giving out this next award is the the too much hype award, and once again, it's the award given to the team or player or moment that everybody overhyped and became overrated. And I am emphatically saying that the Phoenix Suns are easily the best candidate for the too much hype award yeah they went eight no congratulations and yes they were they were in contention for the the playing game and i will say from the jump i gave them no chance i gave them no chance the night before the final game they were seven and zero, and i still said there is no chance that they make the playoffs why because the the team just isn't that good. And that's another part about this. Everybody's acting like, oh, they're a guaranteed playoff team next year. Bro, they were going against the C teams. Like like in the in soccer, they have the uh they've obviously got the World Cup, then they've got like the U twenty one World Cup, the U eighteen World Cup for all the players under that. They were the they were the United States World Cup team going against like the U eighteen german team and they and they yeah sure they won congratulations but it doesn't matter i mean you weren't gonna make it and people talk about moral victories no there's no moral victory there 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 was an article that came out on nba.com i believe and it was like oh they proved they should have been there no they didn't nobody took them seriously the entire time everybody benched their players and then you can look at it and be like oh but they hit that shot devin booker devin booker hit one of the best shots we've ever seen over Paul George. The Clippers don't give a damn about that game. Clippers didn't care. The Clippers are a team that doesn't care. Like, like Kawhi's a guy that's known for being like, regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, he, and they were in a position. The re- he's the guy that rests. Him and LeBron are the two guys. Exactly. They, they didn't care about that game. Sure, sure, they wanted to win. But they weren't playing as hard as, as hard as they could. That was Lou Williams' first game back. They didn't have Montrez Harrell. And yes, props to Devin Booker. He made that shot. Who cares? Like, yeah, you made that great shot. Literally doesn't mean anything. And everybody can everybody can roast me. Everybody can hate on me. But I'm going to speak the truth and say that the Phoenix Suns aren't that good. They played against scrub teams that didn't care. They played against OKC. They won by about 20, 25 points. They should have. OKC was resting four players. 
Four of their top five leading scorers were out in that game. They played against all of these teams, and they just said, we're playing the Suns. Doesn't matter. Rest. Like, nobody gave, nobody gave a damn. So, of course, you're going to go eight. No, you sh- they should have won at least six games. So, they, they won two games. It's like, oh, yeah, they could have lost that game. Two games. Like, like I don't see that as this huge moral victory. Like, sure, it's a, it's a cool story. Oh, wow, they're going eight. No, what if they made it? They didn't. They didn't. They, are, they got to play against scrubs. And I'm just going to say it. My final statement is going to be ball don't lie. Um, Karis LeVert, ball don't lie. He missed it because the Suns shouldn't have been there. If they had, if the Suns, if the Blazers hadn't made it, that would have been so unfortunate because, I mean, the Blazers are clearly a better team. And they're clear, they were clearly the best team out of all the teams playing. And I've said that for for months, or I think a month. Ever since the thing came out that there would be a tournament, I said Blazers are the best team. They will win that eight seed. Look how they're playing. I mean, yeah, you've re- McConaughey, you've really said that right from the, the beginning. I, that the Blazers, I have that team, and I was on that train that said the Blazers are the biggest threat to the Lakers, over over the Clippers, over the Bucks. Blazers are the biggest threat. Yeah, no. So so for this award, for the too much hype award, I also have the Suns, and like just thinking about for the Lakers fans listening, you would much rather play the Suns than play the Blazers. So that's why this eight no thing is so overhyped. Like that's like just from that. Like yes, you would so much rather play the Suns than the Blazers. And if you if you're not, then I I don't know what to tell you. But like you definitely and it's like oh like what the Suns are hot. It's like yeah, dude, the Blazers are also really hot. And maybe they they barely beat the Nets and stuff. But but like the Blazers are a much worse matchup for the Lakers um, because the Suns are just like the Lakers will dominate the suns <laughs> that's a four game sweep right there like no question and i think the blazers might be able to take a couple i don't think the blazers will win the blazers will win the series but i think that they can actually like put up a fight where the suns are not going to do that and they're just not that that talented of a team you also brought up all the rest stuff um also real quick eight no so how big of a deal is winning eight straight games it's not even 10 percent of the year <laughs> On a typical season. That's like winning that's like winning maybe two games in a row in the NFL regular season. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. It's <laughs> nine point it's approximately nine point seven five percent of a season. So it's really not that big of a deal. Like the teams that are really good go on like six oh stretches often, five oh stretches. You know, like they do that throughout the year a couple times. Like eight no is like a couple games more than what a good team does a couple times throughout the year. So it's really not that big of a deal. Now, I think it's a cool storyline. Like, I totally agree with that. Um, but it's really, it's so overhyped. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, McCon, what's the next award? I, I just want to say one, one more thing that you brought up, how people kept saying, like, the hottest team in basketball. What the, what the hell are you talking about? Hottest team in basketball. I mean, I just never understood that. Oh, but the Lakers could go against the hottest team in basketball. And the Phoenix, they weren't the hottest team in basketball. Yeah, they got the best record, but that doesn't mean they're the hottest team. Yeah, they played against Scrubs. The hottest team is, has, I would say, has clearly been Portland. I mean, especially with the way Dame has been playing. I mean, I don't think there's a team that really contends. The only other team that could make the case is when Toronto started off. For about the first five games, I think Toronto overall had the hottest stretch. But I mean, Phoenix was never the hottest team in basketball. 
they were just the team that got to play all the scrubs. So, of course, they were the hottest team. Like, they had the best record. They weren't the hottest team. Like, no, nobody oh, – just yeah. overrating. No, and they – and I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think it would have been pretty crappy if the Suns would end up ended up making that eight seed over Portland just because they played a game as a like a like a whole bunch of teams when they were on rest, and that would have just been unfortunate, just because they're not the same caliber team that Portland is. Absolutely, and and I and man, just the whole moral victory crap that people are going to bring up. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up making a thirty for thirty on this. <laughs> And it'll be like, what the hell? Yeah, no, no. nobody cares. That like, be a bad one. Like, be a bad the moral victory of the Phoenix Suns going eight zero with superstar. I saw a tweet and it was like, is Devin Booker a superstar yet? And I'm like, what? He's barely a star. Like, and like he's Devin, still young, and he's, and still, yes, he's gonna he's get better. Very young, but he's not like like superstar. In my opinion, is like like top eight. Um, and then you can add in a couple of players that are borderline top eight. Like I don't have Damian Lillard in my top eight NBA players, but he's a superstar. Like, like Devin Booker isn't even on that Paul George level. Like Devin Booker is on that Jimmy Butler level. And it's like, yeah, Jimmy Butler's pretty good, but like nobody's out of here calling him a superstar, but people are just like, oh yeah, Devin Booker. Well, Devin Booker's so good. To Devin Booker because he's going to get better and he might eventually get there, but he's just not there yet. So it's yeah. kind of like a little bit like rushing into like, Oh yeah, he's a superstar. It's like, no, he's not one yet. M- maybe down the road. Yeah. Like, like I, like I could see if that happens, you know, him and Aiden end up being a good pair and like, yeah, he turns into a superstar, but he's not there yet. And I think that happens a lot with like, in all sports where it's like, Oh, this guy comes in he's good. Oh, he's a superstar. It's like, dude, he is not a superstar yet. Yeah. I think they're setting themselves – they set themselves up for next year's biggest letdown award after they suck in the regular <laughs> season and don't make the playoffs. And we're like, oh, what happened to superstar Devin Booker? He's not a superstar. That's what happened. Um, but, okay, moving on to the next award. Sorry. I, I'm just very angered by this whole by this whole <laughs> Suns thing. And I got it. Like, I was making memes about it. Like, like, I was rooting for the Suns, but it was like – at the same time, I always knew it was hopeless. Like, people, people – on my Thunder Coast to Coast podcast, Amber, she's one of the hosts. She apologized to the Suns. It was like, oh, I'm sorry for doubting you. And I came out and I was like, no, I'm not sorry. Your team had no chance. You still have no chance. You won't win. What happened? They didn't win. They didn't. And by win, I mean make it into the playoffs because that's what actually mattered. It didn't matter about your record. It mattered about making the playoffs. Yeah. You still didn't. I mean, <sighs> okay. Next award. Next award. I've said that about four times, but this is it. The next award. The what the fuck award. Um, Matt, what's the biggest WTF moment from this bubble? It's got to be the Giannis headbutt. It was absolutely hilarious over Mo Wagner. Um, <laughs> it was just the most random thing because Giannis is always known as such like a nice guy. And then he just headbutts Mo Wagner against the Wizards in like a game that literally doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it's just like, dude, what are you doing, Giannis? Luckily... The league didn't take away like a playoff game from Giannis. That would have been that would have been really bad. But they only suspended him for another meaningless game, so it didn't. Well, do actually, anything. the game he was suspended for was actually not meaningless because he didn't play against the Grizzlies, oh, who that's clinched true. the nine seed. Well, well me- meaningless for <laughs> for the Bucks. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely meaningless. Didn't matter whatsoever. Yeah, no. So I thought that was one of them. Um, the other one, also involving the Bucks, is when the Nets beat the Bucks because. 
they were dominating that game from the <laughs> from the start, and the Bucks starters were in, and so it was just really funny to see that happen because it's not like it's like the Nets with KD and Kyrie right now. It's it's not too pretty. I mean, like they got Karis Levert carrying a bunch of guys, and like half their team's gone. I know, like DeAndre Jordan opted out. Like, a bunch of guys opted out. So that yeah. team is just like it's like half capacity right now, and they just kind of took it to the Bucks in one of the games during the bubble. And I thought that was a funny a funny moment as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people looked at that Nets team and it was like them are the Wizards. Who's worse? Because the Wizards also were missing Bradley Beal. Obviously, they're missing John Wall. And then TLC Timothy Luwawu Cabarro leads the leads the Nets as nineteen and a half point underdogs. To not just not just beating the Bucks, they destroyed the Bucks. And Giannis and Middleton played for 16 minutes, and it's like, oh, but they only played for 16 minutes. They would have won, but they were down like 15 when they didn't come back. <laughs> like it's not like they were like the Bucks were killing them, and then they left, and then uh, then the other thing. I mean, the Bucks were involved in a lot of moments. You bring up the headbutt, you bring up the deficit. But what about the Miami Heat game that they played? Where the Heat were up by like 20, then all of a sudden the Bucks won by like 30 points in that game. Oh, that and was they a just, massive swing. That was we, like bet, the, we bet Miami to win, and they were like yeah. a 10-point underdog. And we're like, oh yeah, we got it in the back. They're killing them, like mid-third yeah. quarter. It was like a then, plus 340 money line, and we're like, oh, we got to take this. And we were like, easy money right there. <laughs> yeah, we spoke way too soon. <laughs> yeah, um, but my, my bubble moment doesn't go... Doesn't go to the any Bucks moments, unfortunately, because the Bucks are kind of deserving. But let us not forget about the man Lou Williams. I mean, I I there there isn't a better moment. I mean, yeah, it's more recent, the Nets thing, that's amazing. But when they do that 30 for 30, because there, there definitely will be a documentary on the bubble season. Overall, the there will be something. I don't know if it'll be 30 for 30. Or to be some sort of documentary, but it'll get done. There will be a special talking about the Lou Williams strip club wings in Magic City. I mean, like he leaves the bubble, but that's all people talked about for about two weeks on ESPN. Lou Williams, I can't believe you do this. And Kendrick Perkins, I believe, came out and was like, Lou Williams, you're taken away from the time that we could be talking about the uh, the other moments going on in the world. And not to say that, like, like we shouldn't be talking about those moments, but I remember Max Kellerman just being like, what are you talking about, Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> but overall, like, Lou Williams, like, that's all people talked about. Why the heck? You're, you're in the NBA bubble. You're on a contending team. Not just a contending team. Like, like the, there's three teams, and you're, you're on one of those three teams, and you're just like, yeah, I'm a primary player. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave the bubble, which is fine. You can leave the bubbles. I left the bubble, and I'm gonna go order wings at a strip club and get a 10 day self quarantine. Like, oh my goodness! And everybody starts arguing, and and I believe Lou Williams' name is actually on the menu wherever he was, and Kendrick Perkins was using that. I remember to define and be like, no, nah, man, his name's on the menu. That means he loves the wings. And everyone's like, that doesn't mean he loves the wings. That means he spends way too much money there. <laughs> I mean, what's up with these Rockets guys? I know he's not on the Rockets anymore, but he used to be. And and the strip clubs. James Harden this year had his jersey retired in a strip club. Uh, Lou Williams <laughs> goes to the strip club to get the wings. 
Um, and then he gets out of it, and he's like, man, it's one of them wings. <laughs> like, Have you seen the picture of the wings? Because, to be fair, they look pretty I've heard fire. they're good. They, like, well, they like look... people have said, like, these are these are amazing wings. But why do you have to go in? Bro, no, that's like, what I don't understand. That's like, what I don't understand. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, are you going to Postmates or, like, like well, DoorDash dude, some, some strip club wings? No, but you know what you can do? <laughs> you can pull up and have, like, your driver or, like, a friend or someone else that's in your car because there's probably someone else with him. He's probably just not going, like, solo into the strip club. <laughs> and just have them go in so he doesn't have to deal with any of this stuff. Um, I mean, nothing ended up happening out of it, which is good. But also... One of the one of the strippers there said that Lou Williams wasn't just there for the wings. He was also. a good tipper, I he, think is what she said. Yeah, something like that. So, I don't know. I think I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I'm a Clippers fan, and it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter at all. And like they're a team, like yeah, they're a contending team, but they're, the bubble didn't really matter that much for them. Um, just to, yeah. Well, except to get in sync. So then he missed a bunch of games because of yeah. that. But I thought I thought that that's a good one, dude. That was a. Funny but that's one. A, that's a legendary moment in history. That's a that's a Dennis Rodman vacation. Yeah. Like, like from the last dance. I mean, just like that'll that will one hundred percent be a moment that people remember in history. Like you're thinking about the bubble season. What are you gonna think about? You're gonna think about. You're gonna think about Suns eight zero probably. I don't know if people will really remember the Giannis headbutt. Probably won't be remembered at all. The Brooklyn underdog feat probably won't be remembered. Maybe in a couple videos people are like, you know, biggest upsets ever. And it was like, oh, yeah, this game. But, like, people are going to be like, who remembers that time Lou Williams went to a strip club for wings in the middle of a pandemic and got caught and then had to get back into the bubble and was penalized by the NBA? Like, that's a moment for, for basketball history that people will talk about. That's, um, true. I, That's true. I think it's got to be the what the fuck award winner right there, Lou Williams. And then, and then he just afterwards he was like, "Let's just move on." Like, like he didn't even want to defend himself. He was like, "Yeah, I got the wings. It was good." <laughs> like, he, like he wasn't like, "I'm so sorry, everyone. What I did was well, wrong." Dude, I like, like, no, I liked that he did that though. I liked that he wasn't like, <laughs> I know. He was, he was like, like, "Yeah, dude, I was getting some wings." That's, that's I knew what I was doing. He's <laughs> like, "I didn't mess up. No, I wanted some wings." Yeah. That strip club was nice. <laughs> It was good. <laughs> so, that's a good that's a good what the fuck award right there. I think that Lou Williams takes that one. But what's what's the final worst take bubble award that we're giving out? Um, this has got to be the bad luck award. I'll give my I'll give my award for this one. The bad luck award given to the player or team that had the worst luck in the bubble. And I'm going to say that this team has to be the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that I was big on and actually said that they were one of five teams that I see that could win the NBA championships. My teams have changed. I do have a new team. I will bring them up in another video or episode. Sorry, not video. Go check out our YouTube channel, Worst Take on YouTube. Go check that out. Quick plug. But getting back to it, I do have another team. But I mean, losing Ben Simmons sucks. Um, out for the season, and he was like, if you're gonna lose a guy, you in one of their main guys lose Tobias, lose Al Horford, don't lose Ben Simmons or Embiid, and they lost Ben Simmons. Then Embiid gets hurt, and then Embiid gets hurt again. Embiid's fine now, which is good. Um, but 
man, that sucks for them because, I mean, they were, I mean, if you think about it, they were one shot away from, from having a chance to go to the NBA finals. And obviously that shot was amazing. Not, not taking anything away from the Raptors and Kawhi. Um, I've gotten heated about that before. So I, it's just really unfortunate because I'm a big fan of watching them play. And now we're going to have to see them take on the Celtics. And we don't get to see any playoff Ben Simmons three-pointers because that was a legendary moment um, back when back when the Sixers played the Celtics. And the Celtics were like, screw you, Ben. We're going to put everybody in the paint. And they did. And, and he just struggled completely because he was like, oh, no. What do I do? But that, yeah. that's my bad luck award. I, I like that you brought them up, and I, I do want to talk a lot about the Sixers, but I believe we're having a Sixers guest on next episode, right? Yes, and yeah. that episode, I believe, will actually be posted earlier than Tuesday because we want to have it as a NBA playoffs prelude, so we'll talk much more about predictions and talking about the matchups and stuff like I'm that. I'm talking like, a lot about the Sixers. Yes, too, right? a lot about the Sixers. Yeah, a lot okay. about the Sixers. Yeah, so I don't want to I don't want to get into that stuff, but I do think that's extremely bad luck, and, and they were one of my teams. The other team, I know that we just kind of talked about them having too much hype, but it's the Suns because at the end of the day, they did everything they could in their control <laughs> to make it. Like, they went eight zero, and they still didn't make it. So that's kind of running into some bad luck, and obviously, I think that's more of just the way that the bubble is set up, where it's like, like that was one of the like clear possibilities. Like, yeah, like these teams on the bottom like they could win all their games i think we we might have even said that in our last episode. well that's the whole thing well i was like phoenix won't make it i'm like even if they did win all of their games no, i think you i think you said those exact words in our last episodes like even if phoenix won all their games they wouldn't make it and which is funny just because yeah that's <laughs> because what <they> happened <laughs> but no i feel like that's definitely one of those things where it's like I, I feel for them like yes i think they're getting way too hyped up and i think it's more of like for me like it's more of like them getting too hyped up for next season because it's like oh they went eight no like they're they ended the year on a hot note and whatever when it's like okay we're li- over over exaggerating a little bit but at the end of the day like they went eight no and they didn't make it so that really sucks for them and nothing they could have done about that yeah my i i do have an honorable mention for this ward Award, not ward. Um, I'm gonna say the Lakers are an honorable mention because they they may have to go against a hot Damian Lillard, <laughs> which true. sucks. True. Absolutely sucks. I I don't remember. I don't know if I've brought this up on this podcast, but I've brought it up on other podcasts. If I haven't brought it up on this, but I do believe that Paul George and Patrick Beverly intentionally pissed off Damian Lillard in order to have him beat the Lakers in the first round. Um, because it sucks that they're like, like the Lakers, they're, they're not playing that well. And all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, Dame's hot. Well, and they're and when Dame's hot, it's tough. Guards. That's the other yeah. thing. And like no Avery Bradley. That is unlucky right there. No Rondo. Unlucky. Rondo's, Rondo's going to be back. I, I'm Will he be sure. back for the first series? I'm pretty sure he's going to be back. Like for like, I think he's going to be back game one. I, I could okay. be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's he is. good. I heard something about him coming back the other day. Yeah, so it's that's just unlucky for the Lakers that it's like like not only do you have to play the Blazers, who I've been high on for for a while now, but it's like you have to play the Blazers and they're really hot. Yeah, and they're, they're, <laughs> they probably would have been like a three or four seed because they yeah, if the Blazers have their had their current roster, yeah, I think they probably would have been a. Th- uh, I don't know if they'd be the three, but they'd be in that. Four through 
seven mix between Houston, OKC, and Utah, and then you'd add in Portland, so that would be four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Where they're all very close. Like they they're definitely in that mix, rather than a a team that's like, oh yeah, we just gotta play Memphis. Well, well, think about this. Who would you rather play, the Mavericks or the Trailblazers? It's oh, the, Mavs. the Mavericks so clearly and like they easily are, they are like a- or the Jazz or OKC. Like, yeah. like, like Portland's like the team, like, oh, if you could pick a team to not play in the first round and you're like, and you get quote unquote home court advantage, it's like, oh, I don't want to play Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely. I'll play all the other teams. I'll play OKC. I'll play Memphis. I'll play Utah. Don't put me against Portland because they, they have the two superstars. It's the exact same thing with, with Houston where it's like, yes, they, they may not, they may not win all their games or anything like that, but they have superstars they can get really really hot and become unguardable and then they beat you well yeah i mean like say say they get really really hot for the first two games and you're like oh you find yourself down oh and two like that's tough to crawl out of especially if they're feeling it too especially if damon and your McCollum team's not feeling it. out yeah and it's just like we're not clicking and now david mccollum are just just dominating against us in a, well, in an area that we've struggled, so that's 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 really bad luck. Yeah, and and it's also bad luck that they got to go against Skinny Mellow. <laughs> I mean, the best player in the bubble, as I like to call him. Well, I don't one think thing I've ever that they better that, they better really hope doesn't happen is if Carmelo Anthony puts on a hoodie, they might as well wrap up that series and give it to Portland because if Hoodie Mellow joins that team, it's over. Melo's gonna start wearing Olympic jerseys underneath his uh, underneath his jersey. <laughs> get Olympic medal, Olympic medal mixed with skinny Mellow. Get back the cornrows. Get cornrow Mellow, skinny Mellow, hoodie Mellow, Olympic Mellow. I don't think there's another Mellow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like how how polarizing a player Mellow is. I mean, obviously he went to Syracuse, which is in New York, and then played for the Knicks, so it makes a lot of sense. But it's really crazy how polarizing he is. Because even on even on Denver, he, every, like everyone loved Mello. Yeah, didn't and, love and I'm a guy that had like an opinion on him. I love Mello. Now, do I think he's like the greatest player ever? No, I think he's probably a bit overrated. But I don't care. I love him. Like I love watching Mello because he's just like. Everybody else can adapt their game. I'm going to hit that pull-up midi. <laughs> like, I'm going to give three jab steps and hit a pull-up midi in your face. Like, that's that's all it does. And, like, that's that's fun to watch. Um, he plays 2000 basketball in 2020. And uh, he's the best player on a surging eight seed right now. Yeah. Um, well, best player other than, like, six other guys. But... Uh, <laughs> No offense, Mello. Um, but overall, I feel like that's most of our awards. But um, if you want to go check out all of our social media, it's now all at the Worst Take Net Instagram. Which Instagram we've been posting a ton of. We've had over two posts every single day, I believe, for the last week. Many multiple days with over three posts. So go check that out. We're really working hard on that. We've obviously been doing the team of the days. But we also have been putting out a couple of memes and things like that that are that are just entertaining to look at. Um, so make sure to go check that out. Go check out our Twitter. 
Go check out our website. We have a ton of podcasts. We're up to 15 podcasts in the podcast network. So if you're a fan of a specific team, see if that team's on there. Uh, you have Padres, Thunder, Niners, Ravens, Falcons. I, I can't think of there's. I know there's more, but go go check out the pods. I mean, there, there's great stuff on there. So definitely go check all that out. And we'll see all of you again next time.